0: I started to mention our scripture passage earlier, but I'd like to read uh, the first nine verses of Hebrews chapter 11. They kind of call that the chapter 11 of Hebrews, the faith hall of fame. So listen to God's word. Now faith is confidence in what we have hoped for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous. Then God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. And by his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. Now I could go on and on through the rest of this chapter where they continue to talk about Noah and Abraham and Isaac, Joseph, Moses, the whole tribe of Israelites as they left Egypt and traveled through to the promised land. Even as the the chapter ends, it talks about Rahab, who was a prostitute, but still had great faith and showed that with God's plans. So these were not extraordinary people with faith. These were ordinary people with extraordinary faith. I can tell you that as we traveled the last eight weeks, the faith that these students have is real and it's been tested And it has been a choice that they made. I wanna just cover three things that I think are consistent with not only the people in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, but also our students, and hopefully a challenge for you guys in your own faith, whatever that is and wherever it lies, and wherever you are in your journey. I think the first aspect that you can find true about these people and that I hope you will move towards is an act of courage when you think about your faith. It takes courage to step out and say, do I really believe this? And if I do, how is it gonna affect my life? It's an action. For years, when I lived on the the East Coast, we would take our students to a camp in Missouri called Camp Barnabas. And it was a camp for kids that are severely physically challenged. And one of the things they work their way towards as we're there the whole week is they take them repelling down a rocky face the day before they leave. I don't know if you guys ever been repelling before, but there is a point where you have to completely trust the rope and let yourself lean and fall back against it. If you fight it, you'll slip off the rocks and start going haywire. You have to have courage at that moment to lean back. I know what it was like for me to do that, but these kids, they would come up to the face of the rock and they would take off their prosthetic limbs. Some of them didn't have hands, but they had claws. And they would get a hold of that rope and they would not hesitate. With a pure act of courage, they would just completely trust that rope and lean back. And they'd enjoy the entire thing. But faith takes an act of courage. I think faith also takes a little bit of desperation. I think we have to be a little desperate. I think that's probably one of the aspects of our faith that we, as First World, People that have all of our needs met and most everything of what we want is that we're not as desperate for God as we could be you know we've traveled nine different times now to Malawi Africa where we have our sister church is kafita and I've taken students over there and you don't have to be in the presence of the people of Malawi the Christians and the people of our sister church and, and in the villages and everywhere else without noticing what incredible faith they have. In fact, within the first 15 minutes of meeting them, they'll ask you about your faith story and they'll be willing to tell you theirs. And one of the things that I remember is every time they go somewhere, they have choirs that travel around and go to other churches and sings, but they would never think about going anywhere in a car or a van without first going to the church and having the pastor pray for them and pray for safety on their journey. It might even be an extra hour out of the way to get that taken care of before they head on their journey. And then when they return home, they would never think of going home until they went back to the church and asked the pastor to pray for them again and to give thanks for the safety. There's an act of desperation in their hearts. They have to believe in God. They don't know what the next day is bringing. They don't know where the next meal is coming sometimes. I wonder what it would look like for us to have desperation for God as an attribute of our faith. And then I think the last thing is you have to know who you're putting your faith in. It can't just be an obscure object or entity or the god that you don't know or haven't pursued or haven't gotten to know. You know, when we lived in Denver, my boys were young, and one of our favorite things to do over the winter was go down to Lake Evergreen, a big lake, and they had a permanent hut an ice rink carved on the the corner over there and we'd go rent our ice skates and skate around the lake. And you know what? When you first walk out on that frozen lake, it's a little iffy because you're like, is this gonna hold me? But you very quickly realize that it's not your faith in whether the ice is gonna hold you, it's how thick the ice is. And that is just the way it is with our faith and with God. We do have to have faith, it's that leap, it's that assurance of what we hope for. But if we get to know our God, who is full of grace and full of mercy, always forgiving, but at the same time, holy and righteous and honest and true, and His ice is thick, thick enough for you to trust and to be a little desperate and to go for it and have it with courage as well. That's my prayer for all of us today. Again, congratulations on becoming Confirmands members of the church and your journey's not over as the screen said. It's just beginning. Amen.